episode of the Elise Yeezy show. I am your host Elise Yeezy and today I'm really excited by this one. I'm so happy you're here. I am joined by Kadikarus. All right mate. Hey how's it going? <laughs> Amazing. I'm so you're doing such charity work like you've started 2022 off to a great start just doing charity straight out the gate by coming here. Thank you so much. Oh, oh, oh right. I was going to say, I, I don't remember doing any charity streams myself or anything recently. This is the charity stream. I was, I was going to say, <laughs> did I did I fall asleep and then someone else just puppeteered me while I did a Twitch like, like subathon or something? No, that's cool. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. I don't do stuff like this usually with cameras and lights and microphones and other people. So um, yeah, I hope I don't <laughs> fuck it up. I'm sorry if I do. <laughs> You'll be fine. I'm always messing things up. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Great to have you here. Thank you. So good to be here. I was very, very, I was very, very, very hyped. But now the the cushion has told me to calm down. Calm. It's chill. it's told me to calm down. Vibes. I have it's, to listen to the cushion. It's ridiculous. It's so like hipster. It's so like live laugh. Love. It's from Habitat. <laughs> because that's probably like what, thirty quid. Yeah, because that's what humans live in cushions. That's what that's our habitat. So I'm sure anyone that's going to watch this is going to know who you are, but. Your channel. What do you do? I, I I don't assume anyone. Everyone knows who I am. That's... I'm I'm going to assume. It's going to be your audience who watches this. Uh, I am. I am a YouTube. Yes. And I do YouTube. I I do it pretty pretty fucking well. Yes, you do. I run a show. <laughs> Which ca am I looking in like a camera or something? That one. Nice. Yeah, I run a show that gets uploaded once every month or two months mm -hmm. where I I just look at the not not even I don't look for the worst shit but I like I look at themes of collections of games sometimes 20 games in one video and we just f quick fire one after the other here's a game it sounds stupid it looks stupid let's point and laugh at it let's make as many gags about it as possible let's not bother going into in-depth critique about it let's just point and laugh at it because it's stupid and then move on to the next one and see what we can do when i dress up as jesus christ and stand up on top of a car park and shout at the pedestrians that's what i do so um yeah i don't i didn't used to do that but that's what i do now and for some added context, I only found your channel about last year somewhere because I was looking up Abe's Exodus, like I was, gameplay, well, you were telling whatever. Me, you were telling me you only found me last year and I, yeah. and I, I saw, like a, a wave of relief came over me because I thought, oh, if anybody is going to see who I am and what I do, I'm glad that you've only found my recent stuff. And then you said, oh, it's your Abe's Exodus video. <laughs> oh, the thought from like fucking six years ago. Oh, no. I think I watched both of them because you did too, right? I'm I did sure too. I probably watched both of them because yeah, I love Abe's one Exodus. One of them, one of them is real. One of them was when I was still living with my parents like fucking years ago. Yeah, I like, think I've seen both. Yeah, there's the Mohawk era and the parent era era so who do you reckon likes Abe's Exodus more me or you I think it must be you you've got I mean I have Exodus that, tattoos hand, I mean I'm so jealous of that because it's such a good idea because yeah. I've not got any tattoos mm -hmm. yet because I just can't think of like that great idea but that such a good idea yeah I, very I, jealous no, I, I, I do want do more so I do want more tattoos but like for now I, I was very happy with just these as they were you know I was so happy to get these um I was sick <laughs> that's a story can i go into that absolutely come on um so these were these were the first and only tattoos i've ever got when mm -hmm. i told people about it for, the first reaction was you're fucking insane because it's the back of your hands and if you've ever tried pinching the backs of your hands it's very sensitive oh yeah that's not fun is it very sensitive and then the next thing people would say was um oh well how are you gonna work 
because you know that <laughs> it's it's all about can can you flip a burger with tattoos on your hands? No, they won't let you in. They they won't let you in, which is true. I mean, you could cover them in makeup, I guess. But yeah, like the first thing is it it would have been ridiculously painful for someone who's never had tattoos before, and you're not going to be able to get a job if you do this. What's wrong with you? So. After I explain in depth what's wrong with me, um, I go to the tattoo parlor and wasn't it wasn't too painful. It was fine. So I'm sitting in the chair and the dude that was doing it, he gets the outline of this one done and the outline of this one done. And then he starts filling them in. And I'm just sitting in the chair, just enjoying it. And because it was it was a weirdly therapeutic kind of it, it feels like needles scratching you more than anything. It's, yeah. it's a weird sensation. It's not painful, but it's not comfortable either. It's kind of weird. But I'm sitting there. Everything was fine. And then all of a sudden, I turn green out of absolutely nowhere. And I say to the guy, I'm either going to faint or I'm going to throw up. And that's it. And and everyone was like, and everyone just kind of looked at each other as like, I mean, do we get a bucket or do we get like, do we get some sugary sweets? What do we do? How do we save this man? And then I think what it was is that I was lying there and it just got into my head. There's a needle pushing ink into my hands. Ah. it's injecting ink into my skin you freaked and yourself i out. freaked and <laughs> i ran out of the chair threw up sat back in the chair and they finished it and i was fine it was very strange but the worst part about it was that prior to that um do you you know when you know when you get queasy if you have food beforehand you can kind of settle your stomach a bit mm -hmm. like you shouldn't have too much food, but don't go. Don't do something that you know is going to make you sick on an empty stomach because your stomach's already crying for attention to begin with, right? Sure. So I had a big old lunch before. <laughs> big mistake. I had big old load of like baked bread and tomato soup for lunch. <laughs> when you throw up baked bread and tomato soup, looks like it blood. looks. It looks like it looks like blood and inner organ Chugs, flesh, like yeah. guts. <laughs> and I thought I was dying and. <laughs> Then it was so it was like, oh, I was sick and I felt better. And then I thought, oh, shit, I'm dying. Like, oh, my God, am I going to die in a tattoo parlor halfway in the middle of having Abe tattoos done in my hands? I mean, that's quite the way to go, but <laughs> not what I was planning today. But yeah, that's that's um yeah, I was so happy to get these. I was sick blood. There you go. Throw up blood because you're just that happy. I'm that happy about Abe's Exodus. I hope you told Lorne Lanning that story. I think I did. Um, he should appreciate it. I, I think I might have told him, but the funny thing is that um, he, uh, I, I, when I posted about these, because mm. um, I do talk with Lorne, um, and when I post, when I first posted about him, when we first started talking, um, I messaged him on Skype. This was years ago, and I and I said, hey, hey, by the way, I told you I was going to do this, and I did it, and I took a picture of my hands, and he said, now nah, you didn't do it. I was like, yeah, I did, <laughs> I did, I did do it. He's like, no, you didn't. That, that's 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 Sharpie. You've permanent marked it. I don't believe you. <laughs> And I was like, okay, okay well, what, what are you willing to stake on it? Like, I, I can't prove that. Like, I can't prove anything. And then he was like, okay, so um, I'm going to be announcing Soulstorm um, in Birmingham um, in EG, EGX. I think it was EGX. Um, but I'm going to be announcing Soulstorm um, and we're going to be showing off the whole world, the first things that anyone had ever seen of Soulstorm. Meet me there we'll we'll like get you we'll get you and um your partner out we'll pay for everything um you can just chill with us for the weekend and you are going to show me these tattoos if they are real then i'm going to buy you a swanky dinner and <laughs> we but we go over there and he looks at and he looks at them he's like mm, they look pretty real and then he grabs my hands and then rubs <laughs> and then and then his face dropped and he realized oh shit now i've got to buy you a really fancy expensive dinner it's like yeah you do and then we had a really fancy expensive dinner. It's the fanciest fucking dinner I've ever had. Um, Where'd you go? 
I can't even remember the name of the place. It was one of those places it's so where, posh. It was yeah, like you can't even you can't even pronounce it. Yeah, <laughs> it was the R-E-O restaurant. Like it was just a load of yeah, it was just a load of sound effects. The restaurant, uh, but it was it was so nice. But it was like a place where like a glass of wine would be like sixty quid. It was it was insanely posh. like Salt Bay's restaurant. Like like we walked in and I, like we were all dressed up in like cozy convention wear, mm. and then they were offering to like take our hoodies and hang them up for us. It was it was really bizarre. Um, but yeah, that was that was an interesting story. So to loop back around, yeah, I think I like Abe's Exodus maybe a tiny bit more than you. Maybe I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. Maybe it's such a good idea. Like so cool. Yeah, I figured you know um, one of my favorite games ever. So if I'm gonna do anything tattoo related, it would have to be it would have to mean something, you know. And uh, let's cycle right back to the beginning. Yeah, sure. So I want to get through your career. I just want to know everything. So when did you start your channel? everything oh my god well i started my channel when i was born and i thought you know what (laughs) in about 18 years time i'm gonna do youtube um i started off in 2011 when i was 16 um making awful garbage fire dog shit videos comedy skits that weren't funny music videos (laughs) that weren't funny nothing about it was i guess you could call it meta humor because if you look back at it it's fucking hilarious but no because it wasn't meta i was trying to be funny which which automatically doesn't make it better but you know they're all on my second channel if anybody's interested don't watch it but if you're (laughs) interested they're there and yeah they were dreadful and I was sitting there to myself. I was thinking, why aren't I getting popular on YouTube? Mm-hmm. I had told my parents, this is what I want to do with my life. And I said, hey, look, there's this Tabuscus guy. He does the similar kind of thing. And he he's a millionaire. And like, you, I, I mean, fucking bless them. I managed to convince them long enough for them to let me pursue my dream. And thank God that they did. Because the first few months night like oh what was I, I could tell you the figures i can tell you the figures but i can't remember i i if i get it wrong and there's a catechist historian out there watching i'm sorry as far as i'm aware i got 127 subscribers in the first year of my videos really yeah oh and because they were just that bad but leading up to the first year because i started in september 2011 then may 2012 came along and a website called normal boots was looking for auditions for new creators at the time i believe normal boots was peanut butter gamer john tron the completionist and continue show i'm so sorry if i'm missing somebody i think there was only the four at the time did i did i did i lose a friendship here <laughs> i'm looking at the camera like give me a hint I, i'm pretty sure it was just the four i i could be complete D- did you know gaming i think came in later i think but and then pro jared came in later i think oh fuck i it, this is years ago i, yeah, I can't i, I yeah. can't remember the specifics but they were looking for someone else to jump on on their channel on their on their website their con, their conglomerate mm-hmm. i threw in my first attempt of a game review rascal races on ps1 i threw that in um uh, when i was 17 um and I tried and I got very, very politely declined by Peanut Butter Gamer. And he was very sweet. Uh, But 
it wasn't happening. It just it just wasn't happening. And um, that didn't deter me. I wanted to keep doing my own thing because um, completionist, bless him, he, he saw what I was doing and he thought that there was potential. And then he kind of mentored me and he helped me out. And this was back in the day when you could do shout outs on YouTube and mm -hmm. it meant something mm -hmm. and you could share. And if you subscribe to someone's channel, it popped up on other on the on the subscriber feed. So when completionist, Mr. 120,000 sub channel subscribed to me, I shot up like 20,000 subs in a day. Yeah. And that was insane. And I remember I remember wait, going to bed one night and then having having peanut butter gamer sub to me and completionist sub to me and i was like i, I went i remember waking up and then i had a bath and i checked my emails in the bath and i woke up to 258 emails of new comments and stuff and it was the best feeling and nowadays i don't have emails turned on for youtube because yeah, like right. you can't um but back then it was an uh, yeah it was an, an elate elating is that a word it was an, yeah. yeah and an elating feeling and then yeah i then and did it essentially i just honed that craft i guess of the kind of video i was doing in 2012 2013 and just kind of made it slightly better over the coming years mm -hmm. it started dying very very badly and then i completely changed everything in 2020 and here i am now and that's why my videos got recommended to you recently because i was completely off the grid for the longest fucking time and i then came back into the public awareness with my newer videos and even though they're recommending you older videos it's still my channel being recommended which is good so yeah and what type of videos were you doing back in 2013 was it it was frequent it, game reviews it was, was it still... frequent it was it was a lot of things it was um i was desperate to diversify and get variety on the channel mm -hmm. and it was like three videos a week and i i mixed and matched like eight fucking different shows i had a show where i had it was cut like the kadikara show was the main thing which was if i had to compare it to anything it was at the time british classic john trot Kesmotion, always doing something behind the camera. Always just sitting, look at him grinning at us and waving. And he still put his phone on his leg, which is where it fell off a second ago. I'm waiting for that laptop to fall off his knee. Everything's going to fall off. He's it's going to land in that coffee. Oh, just wait until his phone goes off. He'll answer his phone and then just walk out the room. <laughs> Doesn't even listen. Be quiet in the back there. I'm trying to... Listen. But yeah. Um, yeah. If I had to compare my older stuff to anything, it's classic Jontron, but British. So Jontron used to do a lot of single games that he would talk about and mm -hmm. make try and make comedy videos about the single game. And that's what I was doing. And um, I just did that for so fucking long. And I did that every more or less every Sunday, a couple of breaks here and there, a um, couple of missed deadlines here and there. But yeah, three videos a week. And I had like there was I at one point I had. Another show, which was the Karekara show, but it was about modern games. And I called it something different because, you know, even though it was the same thing, it was something I wanted to call it different. It lasted one episode. I never did it again. Um, so that happened. And then I had um, another show where I spoke really, really quickly talking about brand new games that just came out. And like they were a good three to five minutes long. And then I had a show where... I would sit in front of a, like next to a photoshopped TV and then have gameplay footage in the background while I just kind of rambled off my general thoughts on the mm -hmm. game. Usually a new game again, indie games, especially indie games and um, demos and things like that. And then I had a show where we'd watch movies and then there'd be a vloggy kind of thing. And it's like, it sounds very like impressive. It was more 
sad, if anything, because mm-hmm. there's only so much you can do in a week. There's like, it doesn't matter how much passion you put into it, because I think you like, I'm, I, I, I'm embarrassed by my old shit, like everybody is, but yeah. you can, I, I can't for a second say I didn't try because I did. And, but there's only so much you can do. You can only do so much with the lighting and you can only get the audio to a certain level. You can only do so much in a week and getting three videos out a week. You gotta play a new game for the Wednesday video, script a video, film the video, record the video, edit the video, get it out on Wednesday. And then you gotta go and watch a movie and record a vlog video, edit the vlog video and get it out on Friday. And throughout all of that, you are scripting, planning out the filming, getting the jokes written, the gameplay recorded for the Sunday video, which was what everyone knew me for. And it it was essentially long for murder. It was It was like, it was like video diabetes. If I had to say, <laughs> if I had to compare it to anything, it was video diabetes. It was too much, too often, and it was killing me. And I don't, I've gone from three videos a week to one video a month or every two months, depending on what my work schedule is like. And I have not looked back. Um, and for any out there, anybody out there that misses the old me, I don't. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I don't know what to say to you. The videos will always be there. I'll never get rid of them. But you know, um, you gotta fucking move on. You can't. You can't dwell. You have to move on. And it was just you doing everything the whole time. All right? solo. All solo. For a decade. Yeah. Um, all solo. I my my partner Keris. Um, she's my emotional support. <laughs> um, and she was always there for everything. And she was always doing bits and pieces with um admin and mm-hmm. um she was a co-host for a few things she'd always be there for a joke and and then obviously um Karis's kids um chloe phoebe and amy hi guys um they um they were always around for a, a quick cutaway gag of like oh hey amy i've got a i've got a lightsaber can i kill you with this lightsaber mm-hmm. and she would always be up for it and you know like basically whenever i get the kids involved that i always kill them or they kill me it's it's, sure, it's sure. good it's good fun um but yeah, no, as far as like the writing, all me, the recording the VO, all me, the filming, I was on camera and Keris was filming me, but then I got my best friend Ollie and cameraman who used to film my shit when we both didn't have any money and I couldn't pay him or anything. I could only shout him out because I had no money. And But now obviously I hire him. He's now my full, full on full-time cameraman now because that's his job. Um, and uh, yeah, so aside from Ollie and filming me, everything's me editing's all me everything you see is me on Mm -hmm. the videos everything's me and you say how the your your channel you feel like it died and then 2020 you did a whole revamp yeah when you say died was it was there still like an incline over the years or like no 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 i mean there was growth there wasn't it never went down but growth doesn't mean paying the bills it just means more people are subbing than they are not than they are unsubbing i was probably netting about an extra 1000 subs a month by the end of 2019 which for a 750k channel at the time is not that good mm-hmm. um and i was just hold i was holding in by a thread and it's funny because you could look at the videos that i was uploading at the end of 2019 i think the most re- the most recent old style video I did was of Jedi Fallen Order when that came out in 2017, 2018. And, um, oh no, it was 2019. <laughs> um, it was 2019. Um, so that, that game came out and I was like, do you know what? I, I, I got to try and keep trending with the new games because yeah. that's what everyone thinks you've got to do. And um, that was my most recent old style Cat Icarus video I did. And when I uploaded it, it got maybe 50K views overnight. And then in the first week, 
breached maybe 170k views and to any viewer out there those are i'm not going to say for a second they're not good numbers 170,000 is a lot of people it's a it's a big number mm-hmm. It, it doesn't pay. It just doesn't. And you'd assume, looking at my sub numbers, even back then, and, oh, I uploaded a video which got nearly 200,000 views in a week. Like, what are you complaining about? I, I had bills to pay and shit. And mm-hmm. the way that YouTube's... I know the, the, the dreaded A word, the algorithm, but the way it was all going, <laughs> it wasn't paying off. It just was not working. And I, I it was a case of the end of 2019. It was like, okay, so I'm going to see how this video does. And then it's probably going to be my swan song. And then I was going to head to MAGFest, the beginning of 2020, before the pandemic hit in January 2020. And it was going to be my final hurrah, say hello to everybody, sign a few things, get a few photos and be like, yeah, let's just let's just see what happens. And then what happened at MAGFest was I was doing I was doing a signing and I was sitting there and a few things happened. First of all, the queue was huge. And that was like, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, it put things into perspective. I was like, oh, fuck, there's still a lot of people that are there because it didn't feel like it was when I was uploading the videos. But there's a lot of people there that want to say hi. And everyone was really sweet. Everyone was really kind. And then one guy in particular came up and he said, um, oh, I, I, I like this is such a pleasure for me. It's such an honor. And I was like, I know the pleasure's all mine. Trust me. If I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for people like you, um, which is true. And he said, I'd like you to sign some of this stuff here. And it's not because I love you now, but your older videos did a lot for me. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, I can't remember the exact words he said now, but it was something along the lines of, um, um, what was it? It was was something along the lines of, I I respect the hell out of you, not because of what you're doing now, but because of what you did do. And you've left a massive, you've left a huge impression on me and I'll never forget you for what you did. Mm-hmm. And it's like you could look at that as rude, and but I didn't, and I looked at it as so you're still you still want to talk to me, you still you still see something, you didn't give up on me, mm-hmm. but you you want me to sign this stuff because you you pref- like like you saw you, like my older stuff had a bigger impact on you, and it left something where it's like I respected you for what you did, and it and I remembered, and I I won't forget, I won't ever forget you. That's what, I think that's what he said. I won't ever forget you for what yeah. you did. Um, but I, I don't want. He's like, I don't want you anymore. But you've left. You've forever left an imprint on me. And as soon as he said that, like light bulb moment, I was like, that's it. It's not about doing the same shit over and over again. I need to revamp because the people are still there. And if he's a classic fan, and I'm still making the classic videos that I was making up until that point what the fuck am I doing wrong? I must be doing something wrong. And whether or not I was doing anything wrong is any, like you can say I was or I wasn't, it's up to you. But in terms of numbers and everything, the, the, the numbers don't lie. And that one person that really got to me and I had a fucking epiphany in the hotel room and I was like, okay, I've got nothing to lose. I'm out of money on the channel and everything. So I'm gonna just start off 2020's first video with a giant video talking about multiple things back to back and I'm not going to focus on the critique anymore. I'm not going to focus on the review. I'm just going to joke. And it, I haven't looked back. That's it. And I don't upload anywhere as much as I used to. And I don't need to because I can focus all my time getting every video as good as I can possibly get them myself in to my standard. And I can invest more time and money into cameras and mics and yeah hiring people to do my camera work and everything like in my most recent video there was slow-mo cameras used there were drone shots used like 
it's not about not uploading because you're not working. I am. But you'd be surprised how much, like, from beginning month to the end of the month, I'm working on that fucking video. And you can only do so much in a week, you know? So, yeah, it's been a, it's been a weird journey. Because now it feels like it started again. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah. it, it's, it, it started in 2012 for me. And then I got my first paycheck from YouTube in 2014, April 2014, to be specific. And then it was, that was the beginning of the big, exciting YouTube self-employed journey. And then it was coming to an end. And then MAGFest 2020 happened. I had met those few fans and I had that fucking epiphany of, I just need to change what I'm doing because it's clearly just not me anymore. I'm old news. This is, this is a bygone era of, and then you start looking at other people that were doing similar stuff back then. They all changed. It's like, you can't hold on to something there. The only people that you're going to hold on to with that are the really old school fans, but you're not going to get any new people on board. And that's not going to invigorate you. So, yeah. yeah. Because we were discussing this earlier. Mm. And because, I mean, I've only been doing this for a few years, but I have always, well, not always, but I've been given the advice from various people of, you know, quantity yeah. to feed the That's algorithm. what everybody, everybody thinks. It's that's that. what everyone thinks. But we were discussing this earlier. And actually, if you look at a lot of big channels who are doing very well, like, say, Pyrocynical, he's gone down to one video a month. Or there's plenty of people that do it. You know, you look at PewDiePie and he uploads fairly frequently, but his audience is there for that. Exactly. No, my audience was not there for frequent new game reviews. And something I realized looking, it's all hindsight, obviously, but looking back when I was doing every Sunday Cat Icarus videos, it, I could be, I could do a video on fucking like Glover on PS1. I'd be like, mm -hmm. hey, here's, here's my Cat Icarus episode on Glover, everybody. And you'd get the people that were like, oh, great, a new caddy video. Then you get the people like, oh, great, a caddy video about Glover. And then you'd get a few people that were, I don't know this guy, but Glover, cool, I'll check this out. But then there was a much bigger, bigger, bigger group of people that were, oh, caddy, I love your stuff. Not that interested in Glover, though. So I'll just check back in next week. Yeah. Because they knew I was going to make another video the following week. And when that happens, YouTube doesn't look at it as, oh, your your audience is still, uh, your core audience is still there. They look at it as, oh, you're, you're the people that are sub to you aren't watching everything that you're making. Or there's a certain percentage of people that aren't watching your videos. And it's like I was uploading three times a week. And the Wednesday videos would maybe get 50,000 views in a week if I was lucky. The Friday videos would get 20,000 videos a, a 20,000 views um, in a week if they were lucky then the Cat Icarus videos would get 150k to 200k in a week if I was lucky and if you look at it like that um with I don't know let's just for, for the sake of argument a uh a 500,000 sub channel just just as an example so YouTube looks at that and goes so you're uploading three times a week with 500,000 subscribers, you're getting 200,000 views in a week on one of your videos on that week that's pretty good but you're also getting 50,000 on one and 20,000 on the other. So out of the three videos you uploaded this week, only one third of them really care about what you're doing. And it's like, so only one third of your uploads are doing okay. Mm. And only one third of your audience really cares. Yeah. And then YouTube looks at that and that's how they base the value of your channel in a roundabout way. So quantity does help. But only if you can guarantee the audience, i.e. your Markiplier's, your PewDiePie's, the people that can guarantee that they've got an audience of people that will, that will watch million plus view videos of playing a video game. And let's be honest, 
when you're doing that kind of video, you record yourself playing the game, you do minimal editing and you upload the fucker. That's why you can get them done so quickly. And it's a very tempting prospect to be like, it's such an easy production cycle. So why don't I try doing that? Yeah, you can. But if no one's there for that, then it's fruitless. You're wasting your time. But these people, they, they can get those videos done really quickly and they can guarantee the views, which is why they upload so frequently. But I can't guarantee, if I did that, I can't fucking guarantee that. So it would be a waste of my time to try that. And in fact, I've tried Let's Play videos on my second channel and they didn't blow up or anything. They were fun to do, but it's you, you test the water with these things, you know, and it's not me. And some people are in big denial about that. And they think that that's like, because it worked for this person, it'll work for them. No, it doesn't. Especially not now. Back then, you had a better chance. But from 2015, 2016 onwards, everything changed. And it's still changing now on YouTube. So if anyone wants to get into YouTube, um, don't. <laughs> it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. I'm, I'm 27 and I feel 50. It's... How did you find out about that with youtube and that's the way that they look at your videos oh this video did well there's so that's no great. there's no how book you, about it it's yeah it's how did you work that out because it seems almost counterintuitive trial trial and error trial mm. and error lots of trial and error and lots of i had nothing to lose throw the shit at the wall and see not because not because i was just making random fucking shit videos and going oh, what works i was it was just a case of i had nothing to lose in 2020 so Let's just try. I'm going to put my all into this video. It'll be my final fantasy, as it were. <laughs> I, I'll see if it works or not. So I, I made that. I think it was um, uh, I, I think it was something like I spent a hundred and a hundred and fifty dollars on the worst PlayStation Store games or something. And I was like, I'll put my all into this video and then we'll then we'll see what happens. And then it shot off. Um, so, but then at the same time, I must thank, um, Josh, my SEO guy. I have an SEO guy behind the scenes. He does my titling. He does my tagging. He, um, makes, he gets me to put the right words and phrases in the descriptions of my videos. Um, there is a big industry and a big load of secret tricks here and there to improve your search results, scores, and how you get shared around online. It goes far beyond upload times and like, the, oh, when's the best time of the day to upload and everything? Oh, should I share on Facebook? Should I share on Twitter? How should I share on Twitter? Should I make a post with my thumbnail and then link the video underneath the tweet? Or should I just link the video in the tweet? Do you know what? As it turns out, if you link the video in your first initial tweet talking about the video going up, doesn't do too well. If you make a tweet with the thumbnail and then in the quote in the quote replies put the link underneath it, the initial tweet does much better. No, no one knows why. This it's this it, it drives me insane. Yeah, because it's like you want to just be entertaining and have fun and entertain your audience, mm -hmm. but then there's so much that goes into it, and it's so like it's unknowable unless you are in like you know because you having an seo guy i don't have anyone for that kind of stuff i use some sort of i can um, again i can i can get you, you. in touch please, i can please get do you in I touch <laughs> i use some sort of like a app i think it's called vid iq yeah to try that's, and help, what, help that's what he, that's that. what he uses but yeah. his job is literally like he he has done he has done stuff for local he does stuff for local businesses in seattle and he does stuff he's done stuff for Ticketmaster. he has done stuff like he's basically the kind of guy where if you search adele tickets on google he makes sure that the specific website that works with him gets first result on Google. Mm -hmm. That's his job. 
So he's really good at figuring out the numbers and everything. Um, and it's a thankless job because you don't, like you said, you don't have an SEO guy because it's something you didn't know existed. But it, no, it, I had no it's, idea. I'm, it's in, it's I'm important. Astonished. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how many people like you can say, oh, like every all the big YouTubers, they all have big teams of people. Yeah. In the production they do. But there's also everything behind the scenes. And in fact, actually, speaking of Josh, all my videos are uploaded in Seattle. Because they do better when they're uploaded from the states than they do from the UK. Why is that? They see that like it's it's partly a geographical thing, and we don't know. We're not sure if that's entirely because that's what it used to be. That's how PewDiePie got so big because what is he? He's um, Swedish, Swedish, isn't it? Yeah. So started off in Sweden, picked up an audience there, then goes to what, I don't know. London, I think he went to London and then the states at some point. But he went all over the world and picked up subs in every corner of the world he mm -hmm. lived in. Mm -hmm. That's how he got so big so quickly. And that's how it used to be. It. I don't think it's like that anymore. But we've got into a comfortable enough position where we're we're we don't want to risk. We don't want to poke the dragon. We don't want to start uploading from the UK just in case uploading from Seattle is doing something. We can't be certain, but we we think that it's doing something. We we don't know though. But that's the thing. It's it's just a load of trial and error and just seeing what works. But in terms of the videos themselves, I've got myself into a position now where um every video I make, if YouTube was to explode tomorrow, and the whole company went bankrupt or Google went bankrupt or everything went tits up and everything went wrong. I want whatever my most recent video was to be a good way to go. Yeah. That's what I'm aiming for. Every video I make, I'm not aiming for them to be my final video, but I, what I want is that every video I make to be a good, like, oh, it's a shame YouTube went, but hey, at least my last video was good enough to go out on. And I can't say that about my older videos because they were so fucking structured same and so formulaic and so lots of them followed on from each other and uh, some of them had like recurring characters and storylines and stuff <laughs> and it's like oh my god i'm not star trek you know like um but yeah so everything i want everything to stand alone as it is and if everything implodes tomorrow and no one sees it coming i'm like right now my most recent video is my video on jesus games and if that was my my last video I ever made on YouTube, I'm fucking happy that that's my last video I went out with. I think that went out with a bang, honestly. So it's like, yeah, that's what I aim for. That's that's my personal standard anyway. When What was the first moment in your online career where you're like, oh no, this is something that I can... This is this is what I can do. <laughs> oh, you know, no. Like, like, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm going to have to do this now yeah. for the next 20 years. What, what was the moment where you were like, oh, this is viable? Because, you know, you, you started in 2011 probably, and then yeah. you tried and then got your paycheck I mean, in yeah, I was, was going to say probably, the, I mean, the paycheck is like the second. I mean, it was, I think it was, if I can remember the exact, I think it was $386 or something. It was so cute. Um, and... Um, I want to say that was the moment where I thought this is I could make something out of this. But obviously you can't live on three hundred and eighty dollars a month yeah. and nothing else. So I was still part time working at the same time. But then 2014 was a really good year for me um, and it kicked off from there. And then the second that was, I think, a few months later, I left my my job at Waitrose. And then at that point. But I think the moment that I got the biggest boost of, oh, I could I could make this something was probably what I said earlier when I was sitting in the bath and I found out overnight because obviously time differences that Peanut Butter mm -hmm. Gamer and The Completionist had both subscribed. I think as well, 
um john all the all those years ago must i th i'm pretty damn sure he commented on one of my videos as well one of my older ones and said oh nice work um pretty funny and i was like oh my god so like i'm pretty sure like all of that stuff kind of gave me the boost i need because it all happened overnight and then i woke up to all these new subscriber emails and all this like yeah it was insane it was such a good feeling and it's funny because it was like it was what two most people have 200 plus emails a day just from random vouchers and shit <laughs> and it's like i i wasn't used to getting any emails and then there i am with like 200 nearly 300 emails and sitting in the bath just like oh my god all these comments all these subs and everything and it was yeah that was when i realized i could do something yeah i think do you remember when do you remember when that was a thing? If a bigger YouTuber commented on your yep. channel and then it'd be such a boost, like H3H3. I remember. <laughs> yeah. Filthy Frank found H3H3 and was like, oh, check out this channel. And then bang. Yep. Remember when mm -hmm. Remember when it was like that? The good it old was days. tit for tat. And it's I wasn't not... even part of YouTube back then, but I was, a, I was an audience member. You could see a, it, yeah. As a yeah. looker. Like you, you, could, you could comment on shit and it would appear on the, whoever commented on you, it would be on their sub feed. Yeah. So every, like when, I remember when Peanut Butter Gamer subscribed to me back in 2013. 13 2014 he like at the time he was like 200,000 subs he was the biggest channel that had subscribed to me and when he did it popped up on his page and said I've I've just subscribed to Cat Icarus and then I remember making an Instagram post about it because it was such a big deal but YouTube was much different it was much smaller and mm. like um I was um I was just talking to Dudeface over there and <laughs> I can't remember you're you're on a computer Look, double check the fact. I'm pretty sure it's every second, but I, I could be wrong. It's either every second or every minute, four hours of video goes up to YouTube. And I think it's every second. I could be wrong, though. Um, but that's how much is going up now. And um, what we got? Like, you yeah, get So, like, that's what you're competing with now. And back then, okay, it was still, you were still competing heavily, but the landscape was smaller. The, the knitted communities were a lot more... Like you only had a couple of people that were doing that were like pioneers of what they were doing, and now you've got so many people that are doing the same kind of thing. But back then it was like you you watched four hundred hours of four hundred hours every minute are uploaded to YouTube and video. So format. it's more or less four hours a second then. Okay, Christ. what? And that's what we've got to compete against. Exactly. <laughs> In fact, wasn't that one of that was one of um when Keemstar said he was retiring, that was one of his complaints in the drama alert video, wasn't it? That back then it felt like there was I actually know, more I of a. I don't watch drama alert. I don't. I know. only watched watched that one because he was like, "I'm retiring," so I was like, "Okay." okay I'm retiring. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> See yeah. what's going on. He complained about how there's just a lack of community nowadays, probably because YouTube's gotten so big and yada yada. There yada. isn't. A, there isn't a community. People do their own thing and yeah. just get by, and then the community aspect nowadays is. Let's meet up outside of work, mm -hmm. essentially, like what we're doing. Like, I know this is work, but like, like how you meet people and everything like like conventions are great because it's like you, you see the fans and everything, which is awesome. And you get go to around the stores and you get to support like local businesses and stuff. And that's and that's all fantastic. And I wouldn't trade that for the world. But one of the biggest, if not the biggest, is that you get to see everybody. And yeah. you just fucking chill in hotel rooms and you get to catch up and talk and share grievances about YouTube with people that actually follow, like have the same problem. Because you can't, this, and this isn't me being elitist, but you can't, you cannot relate to the commoner about YouTube <laughs> problems. You just can't. You can't complain to your friends that much about it. Because yes. It's just a different world. Yeah. yeah. You can't complain to the peasants about your money problems. <laughs> you can't do it. It's, it's a different world. And, and 
that's not us that's not me saying oh like we you don't understand what we're going through my job's fucking great it's mm. hard work and it's stressful it's but it, i wouldn't trade it for anything but it's nice to know that there are other people that have the same problems as you and know exactly what you're talking about when you say viewer retention <laughs> like when you have that when you have someone that you can relate to and that and then and then you can kind of push that aside and then just chill that's yeah that's where the community is nowadays it's meeting up outside and then half the time it's meeting up outside of conventions and just hanging out at people's places and staying in hotels and just like chilling yeah that, that that's the community nowadays back then it was very much a kind of very small planet of each each person was their own country of like this is what i do i'm i'm angry joe and i do the long form new game reviews i'm jontron and i do the the really fast-paced funny stupid retro game reviews i'm the angry video game nerd i'm the guy that invented the whole idea of playing video games and scripting content around that and uploading it to the internet like you had all these different people that focused in and cornered their market on that and then you had imitators and then you had people that were inspired and then you had people that were imitated and inspired by the imitators and the inspirations and then it just keeps going off from generation to generation and then like and then you end up talking with people that are like a like um did you see um my um video about pc building no Okay, that's the only video I think I've done that's ever gone viral. It 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 went like it ended up getting quoted in news outlets because I I tried to build a PC once money got really good in 2020 and it just everything went wrong. Everything and it went so wrong. I made a 20 odd minute story time animation video about it and uploaded <laughs> it to my main channel. The dude that animated it was 15. Oh really? Yeah. And oh, he's wow. and if you watch it, he did it in a month and if you watch it, it's like holy fuck like he's like he's going places mm. like it's insane and yeah and that's and it's like like even even though like we're, we're both not even in our 30s yet right nope so, i'm definitely 21 still <laughs> do i do i dare ask your age or that's secrets okay fair <laughs> enough i like to have like mystique about me oh no real name no, my oh. no my no real name clause is just because if i get cancelled <laughs> I'll be fine. Yeah. You know, which <laughs> yeah. It's, it's annoying though, because I'll tell you a little secret. I actually really don't like the name Elise. Well, you've got to stick with it now. I know. What else I are you have do? to. It's so, it's so stupid. It's such a, it's, it is. It's such a dumb name. I was probably high when it, Look, I know I'm, I was probably high when I came up with it. I'm just happy that I, I came up with Cat Icarus back in fucking 2011. And I, I think I, I, I pat my young self on the back for that because I think it's a decent use. It's a bit annoying to spell and say <laughs> to other people, but it, it's a lot better because my email address at the time was caddy underscore flip underscore skater at hotmail.com. <laughs> so it could have been a lot fucking worse for me. So I'm glad at least I had a brain screwed on that I could come up with a decent username and keep it and still use it. But yeah. Whenever I feel bad about Elise <laughs> Yeezy, I just think, well, maybe Felix PewDiePie feels similar about PewDiePie. I, I remember the first time I saw that name, I thought it was PewDiePie. I think everybody probably did. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But there you go. Yeah. So why did your animated video about building a PC go viral? Because it was a fucking disaster. <laughs> Everything. It's not, it's not a case of, oh, I don't know how to build PCs. It was a case of I had every piece was in place. I had ordered the parts. I had got an expert. I had, um, I've got a friend um, and he um, runs a channel called Low Spec Gamer. And his entire shtick is... 
he takes the newest games and runs them on the worst computers and the lowest settings to see, hey, if you haven't got a gaming PC, could you run the latest Assassin's Creed and how okay. would it look if you did? Mm -hmm. So he that's his shtick. He just, he just pushes PCs to their fucking limits and he's an expert at this stuff. And... Um, it was it's it was so funny because um yeah he's a friend of mine and then we jumped on discord he was guiding me step by step on building this pc we did everything right everything was everything was right but i i can't even explain it it was the story it was just supposed to be order the parts he helps me out i build the pc and everything was fine maybe a couple of things went wrong and we had to redo it everything every single thing Parts being parts not arriving, um, getting sent back because of Brexit, um, like sh like uh, not turning on and then turning on and going to another. Th Every s I, I, it's it's so hard to explain because it's like. It doesn't. It doesn't sound like you could make a twenty-minute video about it, but every possible thing you can <laughs> imagine went wrong with building this fucking computer, and it was such a train wreck that I had to write a video about it. And the only way I could do it justice was with an animation. And yeah, yeah, there you go. I think that's, so that's why it went, but it was an animation. So people like that anyway, mm -hmm. it was story time. It was relatable because it was like, Hey guys, look, I was trying to build a computer and yeah. Okay. I'm not the best at building computers, but everything that you think, you know, about everything that can go wrong, building a computer, I, I exceed that. And then some, everything went wrong. Um, so yeah, it was just it was it's an unbelievable thing. It's one of those things where like you think the story's ending and then it just gets worse. Like it just keeps on going. Finally get to the end and yeah. then you press the on switch and, it and explodes. then the, well the basic idea is that by the end of it I had spent like 10 grand essentially. Really? Yeah. I know it Dude. was it was a fucking mess. It was a it wasn't a ten grand PC, but in all the shit that went wrong, I ended up spending that. Yeah. So if you haven't watched that, I I recommend it. It was a trip. Um. So go yeah. watch it so you can make some of his money back. Ten grand. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember your first ever fan interaction or when you were recognised in public? Oh wow! First ever time. Yeah. Oh fuck! I. Uh. Because it gives you like a funny feeling, don't you think? Yeah, I, I like it's kind of weird. <laughs> okay, I can't remember my first, to be perfectly honest, and I'm sorry if they remember it. Like they're watching this right now. Yeah, like, I'm oh, sorry. Man. I've met so many people. It's nothing personal. The ones that I remember mm. are the bad ones. Sadly, <gasps> can we have some stories? We've I've got a few. How long have you got? I mean, I could, you know, bad ones, weird ones, bad I mean, ones, weird ones. Yeah. Okay, okay, let's go. Let's. I I can give you a weird one. Mm-hmm. Um, a bad one and a call the police one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Go all three. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right. <laughs> so the weird one, I was um, with my partner, Keris, um, our eldest, Chloe, my eldest stepdaughter, Chloe. And I th think it was either a family trip or it was with my sister. I can't remember. It was either Chloe's birthday and my sister was with us or it was a family thing. I can't fully remember, but we were in Cadbury World. Yes. Have you heard of Cadbury World? I think I've been. Okay, right. So, you, well, you know what I'm talking about Some then when I say... Some kind of fever dream, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Cadbury World is just like, that's where they make Cadbury's chocolate. And mm -hmm. it's also a factory tour. And you're going along and you find out the history of Cadbury. And it's all like animatronics. And it's all very cute. And they no, give I haven't you... Been, no, I haven't been to that. I think at like Chessington World of Adventures, they have a stool that's like made out of like plastic Cadbury's chocolate. Oh, and, like... okay, right. Okay. <laughs> so I haven't... But I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can imagine what we're... Like, it's the original first... I think it's 
and on the outskirts of London somewhere. I, I, Watford or something. I can't think, but wherever it is, um, we were, we were, we were there and that's not weird. Like you, you, you bump into people in weird places all the time. We get there and we're standing in the first room as they're telling, like, because they have like people in character telling you stories and they're all dressed up and they're like, oh, so where did the coffee beans, like the cocoa beans come from and everything. So they have these people dressed up and their characters and they're, they're like doing like history tour and stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the guy recognized me that was doing the tour and he fucking lost character and everything. And I had to try and <laughs> prop him back up. It's like, G- dude, ignore me. I'm not here. You're doing great. Keep going. It's fine. I, if you want me to, I can I can go away. It's fine. <laughs> so that was weird. But then what was even weirder was that further on in the tour, um, there was a guy that was in front of us the entire time. Like there was because you kind of went in a queue, like a little line. And then we got to a bit. And then the guy that was in front of us the entire time, just for whatever reason, decided to look behind. Mm-hmm. He went, Oh my God, it's Categorous. <laughs> so the guy that was in front of us the whole time knew who I was. And the guy that was supposed to be in character doing the tour of Cadbury World recognized me. That's the weird one. That was a fun time though. Mm-hmm. Um, the bad one. Okay, so this was at too many games. I can't remember what year. I want to say 2017, but I could be wrong. Um, and this was um, the first time that my the whole family had been to the states um i I'd, I'd been before but it was the first time and keris had been before but the kids hadn't been to the states before so philadelphia in the middle of the summer pretty fucking muggy um mm-hmm. but you know it's america and it's magical and it's different and it's like it's similar enough where you feel like i can i can get through this but it's different enough where it's like oh my god this is crazy yeah and um yeah so it, it was it was a really fun experience but they um yeah tmg flew us all out and it was really kind of them to do that but we um we i was doing um um a panel um and they didn't expect the audience that i was going to pull to fill up the panel room so they didn't get me an autographing table or anything and that's not and that's you know it's like okay it's your choice or whatever i'm not going to take that as an offensive like do you know who popular i am i'm not <laughs> i'm not going to do that but like the problem came where i did my panel and then we left the building and then there was nowhere to funnel anybody. Mm-hmm. And the panel rooms are right next to the fucking ex- en- entrance and exit, which is also the fire exit. So I'm standing in the middle of the lobby, basically, surrounded by a good four, like like a ring of like three rows of people around mm, me. Like four people deep. Yeah, like yeah. Th- well, three people deep or so. Mm. And um, I couldn't get out. And th- we were all blocking up the entrances. It got to the point where security had to escort us out and said look can if you can do if you're gonna do this can you do this outside like look i'm 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 not doing this on purpose like i'm not i'm not trying to i'm not trying to like show off like i don't want this as much as you do trust me so but before we got sent out there was um i managed to get everybody into like a kind of like this so that everyone was kind of like in a radar shape in front of me so no one was behind me everyone was in front of me i could see them so i could do this i could go one row next row Mm -hmm. next row and move on and um I started from the left and moved my way over to the right. And there's this guy and he's um, um, with, I'm not going to go into details on looks or anything, but suffice to say anyone that's been to DMG probably knows who I'm talking about, but he's quite infamous because he goes there all the time. Um, and you can cut, you can smell him coming. Okay. Um, and that's, you know, whatever. It's a gaming convention in the middle of summer in Philadelphia. It's going to happen. <laughs> that's not the problem though. Um, very fucking rude very very rude and um 
that I was going from left to right and he was on the end um, of this row. And I was going through like, I was, I was like, hi, how's it going? Shaking hands, signing stuff, getting a couple of pictures, even though it was a bit awkward. And then every time I got to like the second to last person, so he'd be the like the sec two people away, I got there, I'd be like, hi, how's it going? And then audibly he'd go, oh, come on. <laughs> and the funny thing was, I then figured, you know what? I've dealt, I've dealt with like young children before. Um, I know you're a grown man, but I've dealt with children before and they've done worse than this. So I, I looked at him like a puzzle boss in a From Software game. He was the bed of chaos. <laughs> and it wasn't about how hard is the boss to beat and how, how much should I dodge and how much should I attack? It's how, what, what is the, the secret trick to beating him? And then I can get him done very mm -hmm. fast. Mm -hmm. He's, he was the bed of chaos of con convention guests. So he was there and every time every time without fail i'd get to there and then he'd go oh come on yeah yeah so i was like okay <laughs> every time he did that i ignored him and went straight back to the beginning of the next row and then i went to the second row did everything i was like okay <laughs> hey everybody has and then on the third time he finally got the message and like you know i it's it's great to meet the fans and everything anyway but then when we finally got to him i think it finally got to his head oh maybe being a brat isn't the way to do this sure he then he said hi and everything i was like oh, how's, it, how's it going and everything and then he gave me a game which was sticky and then he left a uh, game which was sticky a game which was sticky do you mean like like physically sticky physically sticky sticky from what wank <laughs> I don't know. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to know. I. I won't say what the game is, and I won't go into any more detail about the person because people. It was sticky, and he's infamous. Um. Yeah. Great. Yeah, and that's all you've got to say, really. Um. But yeah, I won't say the name of the game or anything. Um. But yeah, so that was the bad one. Call the police one. Um. <laughs> so this was the same convention, funnily enough, and this was towards the end of that very same fan meetup. So. Um, it was already getting a bit stressful. And then Phoebe, our, our middle kid, um, at the time, I want to say she was 10, maybe 11, or maybe a bit younger, maybe 9, or nine, 10 or 11. I can't remember what, if I remember what year it was. But she, what, she was still a kid. And mm -hmm. um, she was really worried about me being stuck in the middle of all these people. And she kept trying to wiggle in through the people. But because they thought she was just a random kid that was being a brat trying to get to me, they kept pushing her out. So she ended up getting really, really sad. And then like she's like i can't get to caddy i can't save him i was like no it's okay so keris and the kids were standing on off like quite far away and then there was one um person i won't even say the gender just to be safe and sure. um like this one person was there and they were very very hand like i can't think of the the verbal the verbal version of hands-on but they were very very like in the panel Handsy. room not 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 physically verbally like oh right okay. i can't think of the i can't think of the expression for something like that but um like throughout my panel whenever i said something slightly jokey or something they were in the back going ah, ha, 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 ha. like they were really hamming it up or like if someone asked a stupid question they were they had no problem being like we've like we've already had that question or what like they were really really obnoxious um, just passionate let's just say that <laughs> you'll be more um, diplomatic I'll yes. find that quite obnoxious yeah so yeah um uh, yeah so that was so that was going on through the panel towards the end of it um um the yeah the fan meetup happened 
and they had broken away from it because I had met them earlier and I guess they didn't want to jump into the crowd of people and say hi again. So they moved off to the side. And while um, it was either Phoebe or Amy, the two, the two smallest ones, I can't remember which one it was. But basically what ended up happening was that Keris, my partner, ended up trying to grab one of the kids who tried to get into the circle to save me. Mm-hmm. And Chloe, our eldest at the time, was... Uh, I mean... Eight, eight, maybe, maybe eighteen, like seventeen or eighteen. But she was old enough to like be like, if I leave you for a second with the other kid who was like ten, it, like depending, it was either the seven-year-old or the ten-year-old. I couldn't, can't remember which one. But it's like if we had to leave her for a few seconds with somebody, she was fine. Mm-hmm. So she was standing off to the side while Keris was trying to find the other missing child that tried to get into the crowd of people. And then this person that was in the panel room, um had come had like snuck over to them because they'd seen an opening and they were being very nice and very friendly and chloe is a very nice and friendly person mm-hmm. and they were just talking back and forth and it got very it didn't like she she knows to keep her distance and she knows not she's got her head screwed on she's mm-hmm. she knows stranger danger and everything but this person started talking to the younger one and was like Oh, so you really are you enjoying your time in America? Oh, what hotel are you staying in? Oh, I'm in room this. What room number are you in? No way. Yeah, to the, to the youngest one. And luckily, um, another YouTuber slash streamer slash VTuber called Miss Fushi. Thank you so much for doing this. She saw what was going on, and she she's a friend of mine. She jumped in and made bullshit up, um, and just stepped in for them and basically said. Um, Oh yeah, they're they're in this hotel, and the room number is like it's like this this one or the other. But you can you can try going if you want, but it's a VIP section, and you're not you're not gonna get in if you try. And then they were like, ah, oh, okay, and then they walked off. But yeah, like people are fucked up. People are really fucked up. Like, and it's, it's so it's not even like trying to get it out of me, trying to get it out of not even the the clearly adult kid, but mm-hmm. the youngest one because they'll trip up and say something but we we made it very clear to the kids before we got there look people are people are going to be a bit strange don't give them any personal information don't tell them like where we live in real life or anything you know we we ran over this stuff and they knew to keep their mouths shut but just the fact that someone tried is fucked did you let anyone at the event know no because it was because the the problem was is that the event was closing that's why the security Ah. guy came and said you can't be here you're blocking the exits it was pitch black outside it was nighttime it was probably 10 p.m or something so the event was closed and there was no one else there like we were all outside the doors were locked there was nothing we could do all we did the following day was we just described the person to the desk and just said hey don't let this person back in Mm -hmm. and we didn't see them again so you know but what do you think if you had to hazard a guess was going on through their heads do you think they were being an incredibly overzealous entitled fan or do you think there was you'd be surprised something more negative no, going on i mean i mean you, you don't know because you don't yeah you just don't know could be could be uh yeah you, you, you never you never know if it's gonna be like a, a roofy situation or just uh i want to hang out with you you never know and because you don't know you've got to assume the worst especially when it comes to the kids you just can't you can't give people the benefit of the doubt but you'd be surprised how many times i've been to different events even in this country where people will just kind of latch on and then you'll go to a restaurant or something and they'll just be kind of there and they won't say anything and they'll just kind of feel a part of the gang. Or yeah. like there's there was even one time we were staying at a friend of mine's house and we had picked up somebody from the event that we had all been to and they came back to the house with us. And 
I just assumed, well, you must be, you're in the house with us, so you must know the other guy. I don't know who you are, but you must know the guy we're staying with. He didn't know who he was either. He thought I knew who they were. And it's like, you'd be surprised. Some people just want to hang. Yeah. But not even like if, it, and that, you know, whatever, but like, they don't say or do anything. They just kind of sit there like, oh my God, like <laughs> I'm here now. What do I do? Like they, 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 they finally, they finally get a hold of the, the, like, the, yeah, the milk of life. And then they don't know, they don't know what the fuck to do with it. Yeah. They just panic. Oh, does that not make you feel quite apprehensive about going to? Nah, cause I've dealt, I've dealt with this shit so much. Yeah. See, but that kind of like, that kind of sucks that that sort of behavior gets normalized because that behavior in the first place, it's it's not great. Mm. It's not good. It's not, it's not. That's, well, yeah. It's, I'm not liking hearing any of this. It's, it's, <laughs> only, it's only normalized if, it's only normalized if you don't bring attention to it and you don't p take the piss out of it on podcasts and stuff. If you keep it to yourself, then yeah. But I mean, you're always going to get weird people. And just to be completely clear, 99% of people mm. are awesome, but the 1% are the ones, sadly, that you remember the most because they do the, the most fucked up shit and they do the weirdest shit. And like, I was told from day one, before, when I, before I went to my first con ever in Dallas, um, I was told, that was Screw Attack Gaming Convention 2014. Um, I was told day one, if anyone offers you any food or drink, don't take it because you yeah. just don't know. Like people of people of like, I mean, it's all rumors, obviously, but you hear things about, oh, this person doesn't like this YouTuber. They put nails in a cake or something, you know, and then they force them because they force them to eat it on stage or something because it's like, oh, well, you got to eat it because you've given me a present and you'll be rude if you don't eat it. And so you you, you basically just got to be logical. It's the same. It's the same when like some randomer emails you and is like, hi, I love your videos. Can we make a video together? It's like. Like taking all taking all of the business reasons out, why that's a bad idea. I don't know who the fuck you are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't work with people I don't know. It's not personal. I just don't know who you are. And why why would you work with? So you wouldn't go. You wouldn't share a room with someone you don't know. You wouldn't. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't do any. If you wouldn't do anything normal with someone you don't know, like even if you wouldn't meet this person for a drink, you're not gonna make a fucking video with them. But so I think the difference is, is that. People don't do this with movie stars or TV stars that much because there's a big disconnect. Because if you have a favorite actor, you see the actor doing characters. They're always playing someone different. But in our position, we turn the dial up, mm -hmm. but we're just ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're not playing characters. We're just us. And when you have years and hundreds of videos of history, people will watch it and they think they know everything about you. Yeah. And you know what they probably do i've probably said things about my life in other videos which i've forgotten about and then they can reference it or they'll remember things that i've done or said from five years ago six years ago but not only do people grow up and change and it's like like i still get people pissed off for shit i said like in 2014 it's like come on like, yeah, know, that's wild yeah. that's like get a hobby and but it's not even like <laughs> not even like controversial things i've said it's like oh so you're playing sonic games but you said in 2013 that sonic sucked what's all that about <laughs> yeah it's almost like fucking eight years has gone by you know but yeah so like i mean yeah but it, 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 it's not about being diplomatic it's just about being logical yeah it's it's not about being like it's about being understanding and being like, look, I get it. But at the same time, you have to understand, I don't know who you are. And that's, and that's the same, you, you have to, but that, that's what I was going on about actors and stuff is that they're always playing characters. So people can't fit. They don't feel as comfortable just jumping in because they only mm. ever see them playing somebody. But with us, it's like we lay most of our shit on the table and then they feel, and then it's like, you're talking to the camera all the time. And it's like, there's a, 
an un, there's a hidden relationship between mm. you and whoever is a massive fan of yours that you it's not on your side but it's everything to them and you have to respect that but you also need to kind of bring them back down to earth sometimes and not be harsh but just be firm and that's happened sometimes like there was a can i did in Con a, a, a can in canada i was gonna say <laughs> i did a can um i did a con in canada once and um there was a we had to we had to move from a panel room to a signing table and we kept on getting stopped and um it got to a point where we just had to say like guys we really want to talk we have to go this way mm -hmm. or like I, guys i have an emergency i have to get back to the hotel room my, my 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 kids having a panic attack whatever the hell might be going on i need to go i'm sorry i'd love to talk but i have to go you don't have to be harsh but you just have to remember this is life we are people we're not billboards mm -hmm. we are we're not here to just entertain you and and just like exist for your entertainment we we have shit going on and you don't have to be an asshole about it but you do have to be logical if people take that the wrong way then they were never taught very good social skills because that's that's just life if that would happen with anybody not just us as youtubers so yeah so you've done cons in england america canada mm -hmm. where else have you been have you traveled quite extensively uh i mean it's mostly different states to be honest it's, yeah. it's mostly like um yeah i've been all over the place in the states not all, not just for cons but like yeah uh uh memphis nashville texas um seattle la um, new york city i've been all over the place in the states um philadelphia um i do want to hit up gamescom at some point which is in germany uh but yeah, no, no, no. It's it's honestly in most of the stuff because um nearly eighty percent of my audience is American, so it just mm. makes sense to do all the. And I know that's because America's huge, and we are. You can fit five UKs in Texas. I mean, we're fucking tiny, really. Yeah. So like, I know the percentage is because there's just more Americans, but you know, it's always good to have a a, a business trip and um you know take a get away from the country and like just experience a new atmosphere, a new culture, a new accent. And have everyone oh, are you from england yeah <laughs> yeah we are yes um yeah it's it's great it's good fun what would you say are the highlights of your career so far like what really sticks out i just love that the, the traveling is great the traveling yeah. that i think one of the one of the coolest things um i mean yeah having everybody get flown out to philadelphia was pretty fucking cool um one of the most one of the more recent ones was a, a borderlands 3 reveal event that i was uh, me and my cameraman were invited to and they really looked after us. We were staying on in a really nice hotel. And you walk out the hotel, turn right, turn left. Hollywood Boulevard was there. We were right outside Hollywood Boulevard. And it was awesome at night. Um, but yeah, like that was, that's an ex like experiences and moments like that mm. are pretty fucking sweet. Like it's, it, again, it's always stuff that you don't expect. It's always stuff outside of those kinds of events. But no, honestly, for me, it's the invitations. It's the um, like hey, like we're having a bigger thing. Do you want to come down and say hi to people? It, yeah, I just love traveling. I, I, I really do think that that's a good, yeah, a good point. But then like there's little individual bits like, um, um, are, 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 have you heard of um, Crush 40? No. Okay, they're a band um, that do most of the Sonic the Hedgehog themes. Like if you've heard um, Sonic Heroes, the theme for that game, or like um, the new Team Sonic Racing game that just came out. There was a um, well, just came out. It was like two years ago. Um, but yeah, like they do they do the the music for like the theme songs, like their vocal tracks. And the lead singer of Crush Forty, Johnny Gioelli, he was um, I um, I was getting picked up from from Philadelphia 
Um, I met him twice and um, he was in the same taxi that I was in when we got picked up at the airport and um, we got talking and then I was like, oh my God, like, your voice is my childhood. This is insane. Like I played Sonic Heroes all the time when I was a kid. And then we really hit it off. And then it was like, oh, you're a family guy. I'm a family guy. Um, you know, it was, it was, yeah, that was pretty cool. And then we became really good friends after that. So that was pretty fucking cool. Let Lorne Lanning as well. Like it's, you just have little moments of like, ha, huh, this is why I'm doing this shit. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> I'm so jealous because I, I just I walk around being like no one bloody likes me on this uh on this um platform. My friend, have Ra you done that to yourself though? I don't think so. I think I'm nice. Sure, I've slagged people off, but I try and be fair about it. I'm no way near fair as, slagging. I'm no way near as harsh. There are like a lot of um when I was doing more drama based commentary. Let's just call it commentary. When I was doing more commentary, I've done shit recently stuff. that would have probably made headlines on a video that you would have done. To be perfectly <laughs> frank, but yeah. <laughs> I used to do that kind of thing i watched certain male comedy channels so i'm not going to name but i watched some of their stuff and i thought these guys are actually it's it's all funny it's all well and good like it's all jokes or whatever they're a lot harsher than i've ever been and i feel like if i were that harsh i would be oh called... you'd be a bitch exactly exactly yeah. It, yeah. it'd turn into a sexist slur mm. i'd just be oh look she's being bitchy and petty and catty you know mm. so i feel like i've actually been quite nice i mean i've been nice to gabby hannah at you've been, look you've been a woman on the internet that's your crime. You've you've In done it. that. That's enough for most people. Mm. But my um, one of my friends, Rachel Oates, even when because her channel's at like two hundred fifty k at the moment, but when it was less than hundred k, I'm pretty sure she's been invited out to because she's like science and atheist based and feminist based. She's been invited to like atheist conventions and all these types of things. That sounds horrible. <laughs> that just sounds like a load of like smarmy, like smart asses is like, we know better than you. Like, I can't, I can't speak for how she would have found it, but I don't think I'd have enjoyed that kind of thing. Mm. You know, so don't bother inviting me, but I don't get invited to nothing. I'm trying, like my goal for 2022 is to somehow- Get invited to something. The John Wick 4 premiere. Why not? Because Keanu Reeves is my hero yeah. and I deserve to go. Mm. See, maybe that's why people don't invite me to things because I'm really entitled. Mm. Well, you know? there you go. There you go. You've asked for it, which means it's not going to happen now. You have to just kind of wait back for things to happen. And then but they always say I've got, you don't ask, you I got don't invited get. to a premiere once. I didn't go, but I got invited to, to something and I just I couldn't make it because we it was a it was a it was going to be a date thing. Like me, me and Karis were like we had two tickets to something. I can't remember what the fuck it was, but we were invited to it and we just couldn't make it. I just can't remember what it was. Uh, it was years ago, but yeah, it happened. It does happen. It's random. It's like nothing to do with games or anything, but it's like you know my life is probably like ten percent games if that. Mm -hmm. I know everyone thinks oh you you game for a living that must be the easiest job. But no, I don't. I, I, my job is making videos games are like tiny part it's just a hobby i like mm -hmm. yeah shall we talk about abe's exodus yeah yes the broad topic that we have in common because it's one of your favorite games of all time it's one of my favorite games of all time it's mm. timeless and you became buddy buddy with lawn lanning mm -hmm. i know that the um i know the odd one inhabitants team they're quite online they're quite aware of people yeah discussing them and they'll watch videos done mm -hmm. a, I kind of hope they haven't seen my soulstorm video now I, they, I, I can i can assure you without being like tattletale they've probably seen it yeah because they there was a there was a, a, a very famous um and he's well he's, he's still awesome matthew matosis if you heard of matthew matosis no. he did a critique on new and tasty and he compared everything about new and tasty to the original abe's odyssey i have seen that video everybody's yes. seen it i enjoyed um, that yes do you know what so did I. I like that video too. Um, and I love Matthew Matosis. Um, but yeah, at the time they saw it 
and the problem with the problem that is that happened with them once new and tasty came out was that all they ever got after the game came out was have you seen this video about your game and that's all they ever got asked and it's like it gets to a point where it's like well yeah like how many times can you say yeah i've seen the video well, like, what, what can we do about it like it's, it's it exists Must so be quite irritating. yeah but yeah. you know whatever but yeah like um yeah you don't like soulstorm and i really do and uh yeah i'm i'm, I'm not obsessed but i i thought i thought it was great yeah yeah for me because i i I know it's kind of a bit of a meme on my channel that like i'm just british and always complaining about stuff because i've got a lot to complain about you know uh, i complain about things that i enjoy like sex and the city i complained about the main character carrie bradshaw because she's awful i still watch the show i still like it i really wanted to like it i really wanted to like like soulstorm because i was looking forward to it for a long time there were just quite a few things that missed the mark for me and i like found... what well i got about halfway through and i just discovered that i wasn't really enjoying it oh you weren't very good i was you quit because you <laughs> you can't play the game it wasn't very enjoyable for me because um, you're not very good at it well maybe no there's something wrong with the controls it's not me right you know like i did have a, i did have a few the first the first before it got patched the first release was a little bit glitchy i will i will say you a can, little bit i watched you, a 30 minute video and like all these glitches yeah, that were it, happening it was a little bit messy but then like that's what that's pandemic shit like I, you can't they are uh, as far as like the, the i think I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I'm looking at it for a broader perspective, but mm. I've met the team mm -hmm. um, and they are tiny. And then I was, I, well, as I was playing it, taking the size of the team into consideration and like the, the pandemic and everything, and then seeing the scale and the visual design and everything that they got fucking nailed, I was like floored. And I, I had glitches, mm -hmm. but nowhere near enough, like, I think I must have just got lucky. Maybe I had like a, a version 0.01 patch or something, but I heard day one was pretty, pretty rough. But I think I started playing it when they fixed the worst of it. So I think I got away with it. Like I had, a, I just, all I had was a couple of like slings walking on air and like maybe a hanging glitch every so often. Um, but aside from that, I was totally okay. Um, but yeah, I was taking everything into consideration. It's like every, if most, if not every game has glitches and yeah, taking soulstorm into consideration with everything that's going on and the size of the team and everything i was just like holy fuck how did this game even get finished in the first place like it was mm. i genuinely thought it was amazingly impressive but yeah i mean that's the problem is that because they've released so like they've, they've, they've even got the definitive edition i think that's just come out and i think it's a free upgrade if you have the original mm -hmm. but that's addressed even more problems that they're still it's not an early access thing obviously i well, when i played it and finished it it was complete i didn't have it didn't crash or anything it was stable i just had a couple of controller control issues every so often mm -hmm. and a few sound issues as well but aside from that i had no like big game breaking anything um but yeah no they've 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 all they've done is listen to feedback and work on it which mm. i can you can only commend really but um yeah no um i get where you're coming from though i get where you're coming from and yeah. at the end of the day i don't really care <laughs> and nobody should care and i've learned that from even changing my video style is that the older you get you just you just don't care mm -hmm. like why why like if i say I, I really like Soulstorm because I do. I really liked it. I, I think when I finished it, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I was like, I really, really fucking liked it. And if I say that, um, that shouldn't change how you feel. And then if Elise says that, that you don't like it, it shouldn't change it either. 
Yeah, you should follow Like what you like yeah. and don't like what you don't like and don't give a fuck what anyone else says. Like, mm. I don't know if you're on the same page as that. I've, that's why I've kind of stopped watching a lot of reviews of newer stuff. It's like, I don't fucking care. Like, because all, all I'm getting out of that is I'm... I'm not a consumer that needs to know should I buy a game or not because I'm, if, I, if I'm interested, I'll get it anyway. So yeah. it's like, I've got no entertainment value out of watching a review anymore because it's like, if you say that one of my favorite games ever is a four out of 10, I don't give a fuck. I still, it's still one of my favorite. Like it genuinely doesn't change how I feel. And so it's not even to the point of, oh, you bring up some good points. Like, so what? Mm. Even if you bring up good points, I still like it. Like, who cares? Who cares? Like, oh who... yeah, there's loads of stuff that I yeah. enjoy that gets panned or whatever, or just is. Yeah, but it doesn't mean anything to me. If I enjoy it, I enjoy mm. it. Yeah. In fact, mm. actually, I was gonna review fucking um, Don't Breathe Two. Um, What's that? Don't Breathe is a horror movie um, that came out a couple of years ago about a blind man that, like, I, I, well, if no one's seen it, I won't spoil it because it has got a monster twist in it. Mm-hmm. But they made a sequel for it last year in the cinemas. It just came out on um, Blu-ray and 4K. And I watched we uh, watched it with Keris the other day. And I really, really dug it. I really, really thought, like, it's, it's got issues, but I really, really thought it was good. And I was going to go on Letterboxd to review it because I do, I have a little, like, that's just something I do in my spare time. And I was doing that. And I was going into it full on with, a, like, a 4 out of 5, 8 out of 10. I was going into there with, like, I've got some issues with a couple of d- director's choices with how they tried to portray certain characters, but I thought it was I thought it was great. And then I was going to the average reviews from everybody and it was getting twos out of fives. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'm a minority here. And you know what? I don't fucking care. And people, but people still do. They'll look at that and go, oh, I shouldn't like it. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be giving it an A. I should be going with the, the, maybe I'll give it a six because that's closer to everyone else. Maybe I was just wrong. No, just fucking like what you like and don't like. It shouldn't change anything. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Like there was an argument that went on, went on Twitter about a couple of months ago. When I say argument, I mean Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, <laughs> there was somebody I follow who, made the classic joke of um like oh there hasn't been a good i can't remember what they were talking about but they basically came around and said oh there hasn't like oh, it's, it's rich that sega said this because there hasn't been a good sonic game ever since he started making games it's like you know, it's it's at the end of the day it's fucking harmless who cares but that's how i feel but they said like oh they've been a, there hasn't been a good game since ever and then people started replying and getting really angry. It's like, <laughs> how dare you say that? Like, even the classics, how dare you say that even the 2D Sonic games aren't good? What's wrong with you? You're just trying to get a rise out of people. Fuck you, dude. Oh, you want controversy? You've got it now, bitch. Like, people were getting really upset. And then I just thought it was funny. So I, I retweeted that tweet and just said, like, this is why the, the replies in this thread are why I don't call myself a gamer, because I don't. Mm-hmm. I am a guy that plays games. I'm not a gamer. <laughs> You can call, and you know what? You can call me a gamer, and I don't fucking care because I know in my head what what I what I, how what I get out of my games. But it doesn't matter. Um, like so, I said that, and then um, people started replying to me, and like, how can you not understand why we're so upset? What what, what how are you not on our side? Like, so much negativity for the sake of negativity. Say, can you imagine if for your whole life someone had told you that Crash Bandicoot was shit? and Crash Bandicoot the Insane Trilogy was shit and Crash 3 was the worst game ever and I know that's one of your favourite games ever and I just said why do you think I give a fuck? <laughs> yeah right Why do you think I'm gonna like it's it's almost like they were saying that expecting me to go to suddenly then get you know mad. what I yeah. see your point now <laughs> if they said that about Crash I'd be very sad <laughs> and I'd be very very cross 
Yeah. It should affect your enjoyment. Of course it doesn't, because I like it. Like, it's so fucking stupid. It's it's mind-boggling to me. It's like, just like what you like. Like On my my channel once, I mentioned, um, like, just offhand comment that I enjoy Final Fantasy XIII. And I got some comments being like, huh, widely known as the worst Final Fantasy. Like, it's a terrible Final Fantasy. I'm like, yeah, yeah I know it's widely known as that. Yeah. I don't I still care. Like it, yeah. I enjoy it. Great soundtrack. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. You still like it. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just so funny. It's so funny how, like, it's, yeah. I, I don't I, enjoy Final Fantasy Seven. <gasps> that's a cardinal sin to admit oh. that. I don't enjoy Final Fantasy. Because that's widely known I as like, the I best like, one. I really, really fucking loved the remake. I mean. I played some of that, that, but I didn't play too much. I mean, because I just. I don't know. It just doesn't really. Final Fantasy Seven doesn't really interest me. But yeah, I like four. But like, going right old school. Final Fantasy Four. That's a good one. Right. Cool. So, yeah. I. I mean, yeah. It's. It's. It just. It's mind blowing to me. It's just like how how much dedication there is to. To, to like throwing your life into something, which at the end of the day doesn't mean anything. We're not talking about people's salaries. We're not talking about people going hungry we're not talking about like cancer we're talking about someone said on the internet that sonic the hedgehog was never good like fucking get a grip they're games they're made for enjoyment as yeah. well like if you well, don't enjoy like, it just play something else it's just, well it's funny as well because it's like the, the, their argument which i can kind of see their argument was yeah but it's constant and it's all the time and it's like i can't say that i like it anywhere without someone making a joke about it and it's like but that still shouldn't change how you feel if you're if you're that confident with how much you love sonic the hedgehog it doesn't matter what anyone says you should love that person are you gonna like if if someone made fun of your partner are you gonna leave them because someone made fun of them like (laughs) like uh, the amount of shit that people have said about like the kids and like i post really Oh fuck! I posted a I posted on Instagram once years ago of me and the kids, and someone called them failed abortions, which was lovely. And it's like so by you saying that you're just trying to get a rise out of me. Yeah, but the funny yeah, thing yeah. is that like well, first of all, you're saying it to me, not the kids. So you haven't mm. upset anybody really mm-hmm. at the end of the day. If you really wanted to upset the kids by saying that to the kids, you can say that to the kids, and I'll deal with it if you're there saying it to the kids. But no, you're saying it to me. And you're not insulting me. Um, like you're just screaming to a to nothing. Mm-hmm. And you're not gonna get a rise out of anybody. You're not clever or anything. But that's what I mean. It's like but you because of you saying that, it's not gonna then make me take a step back and question my children. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, wait a second. <laughs> Actually, they have a point. They have Yeah. Mm, yeah, <laughs> okay. Okay, well I'll give you raise a good point. <laughs> but I still love them. Like, it shouldn't change anything. And if you can't handle people making jokes about shit, people make jokes about everything. Yeah. Everything. Even some, like, how many fucking jokes are there about The Last of Us? How many? I think oh, La- yeah. Last of Us 1 is one of the best games I've ever played. Last of Us 2, I gave a 7 out of 10. I thought it was fucking good. I thought it was really fucking good. Mm. I didn't think it was a masterpiece. People make jokes about Last of Us 2 all the goddamn time. It doesn't change how I feel about it. And if... If some if that if that many jokes that you're surrounded by bothers you that much, then you're either hanging out with the wrong people, following the wrong people, or you need to get off the internet because you're surround you're, you you can't handle it's it's I'm not saying oh it's just banter like I'm not saying that people can't be hurtful, but when it comes to opinions on fucking video games, like who cares? Actually, who cares? It's just crazy. And as we've only got a few minutes left, maybe we could end off on. What can we be expecting from 2022? Have you got a goal in mind or anything? Oh, I mean, I get to another con. Mm-hmm. Last two cons I booked got cancelled, um, whether it be flight problems or COVID problems or storm problems. There's 
I've, I just, I'm itching. I'm itching to get back, see everybody in the States again. Um, and I haven't got any goals necessarily for videos, but I can say that when this podcast is up, my second channel will have a big old hour and a half long compilation of the funniest moments from my streams of 2021, which was edited by Sir Toasty. And he's a fucking genius. Like I just gave him all the clips and he just worked his magic and made it like, I hate watching my own shit back and mm -hmm. I never laugh at myself. He makes me laugh at myself from the shit he does. He's really good at what he does. So that'll be out soon. And the next video I'm working on, I'm going, I'm going to go on eBay and spend too much money on plastic pieces of shit, PlayStation 1, maybe PlayStation 2, but I'm going to get a load of like third-party piece of shit, like third-party accessories for the console back in the day, and I'm just going to fuck around with them and see like, oh, look, here's the here's the PlayStation version of the Power Glove, or here's mm. the here's the trackpad, or here's like, oh, you look, you walk on in the place here and it makes the character do a jump or something. Like, I'm going to just find shit accessories for the PlayStation and just make a big video about it. Maybe there'll be a in musical instrument in there, I, I hope. That'd be fun. Yeah, light guns and stuff like that. So that's the next video I'm working on anyway. So, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming down today. Make sure you check out Kadikarus's channel. I don't know if that was the right grammar. Kadikarus. Kadikarus's. Sis. Yeah, Caddy's. Caddy's channel. Caddy's channel. Make you sure go. you check that out. Thank you so much for coming down. No, it's been... thank you for having me. No, it's been great having you. It's been great to talk to you about. No, you too. Yeah. No, I've, I've never done stuff something like this before and... I like it. I'm See, gonna... You can tell the audience that I'm actually a nice person in real life. Yeah. She has some stories. <laughs> she has some stories. We'll I like on... stories. We'll end on that bombshell before I'm exposed. Remember to like, dislike, follow us on... Remember to hate us. Remember to get fucked. Well, it doesn't matter because like, you, you can't see like anyone's dislikes anymore. It doesn't really matter. People can do that True. Now. And follow us which on Spotify now, and iTunes. Which now means that the best video of all time is now officially the best video of all time. And that's somebody taking Robotnik saying penis and mo moving it to the Spider-Man theme tune. Look it up. It's called Pingus Man. And it... Wait, wait, wait. I know this one. Do you know it? <laughs> and Kieran does as Because it had, it had dislikes and it doesn't have dislikes anymore. <laughs> and it is the best video. It's just... It's the best fucking video of all time. And it's like 12 years old and it's now flawless because there's no dislikes anymore. Thanks, YouTube. So go check out, check out that. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you guys next time. Ta Bye.